Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. I got to ask, Arnie, why are you so upset about what happened tonight? Why are you so mad? You picked it. You called it. I mean, you didn't get your 50 from LeBron James, but why are you so angry about this game Because tonight? now What's I got to pay attention to the College Baseball World Series now. I got to pay attention <laughs> because basketball is over. So now we got to shift our attention to baseball. We're pretty much done with basketball now. I mean, again... I say this a lot, so it sounds like a broken record as we welcome you in to Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. And as always, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. I say this a lot, but Arnie, it's only two zip, and you even feel like that the Cavs were robbed in game one. So why can't they go in two in Cleveland and make this a series again, at least from a numbers perspective? Why? Why well, not? Because, well, because I got robbed. That's the whole thing. I, you know what? It's not just me. I feel like the, the, the NBA world got robbed of what was going to be a great series because Cleveland was going to go out to a one-game-to-nothing lead. We got robbed of what it was going to like to see what happens Golden State playing from behind after losing the first game at home. We were robbed to see how they were going to respond and if they were going to tighten up a little bit and how this game would have turned out. We were robbed of all that because of what went on with, with the refs and not even so much 
coach with JR, but with the refs and just and everything, a big debacle. And now two games in, 2 nothing. I mean, geez, I have a better chance of dating supermodels before the Cavs win this series. But uh, do you think that they'll win game three back in Cleveland? Yeah, I do. Okay, well then that yeah, makes it two to one. So do you think they can go out and win Game Four? I I I think they can, but you know somehow the referees are going to hand it to Golden State, though. You know right. that. Though. Okay, let, let let me pose this question because I, I'm not disagreeing with anybody who has this take that this has been a poorly officiated series, and you know this is going to be a fun debate. I think when we get into the really slow quote-unquote slow time in the sports world about whether or not officiating is really bad or if it's always been bad and now we just have the instant replay to see it over and over from every single angle and we're calling everything that that's another topic for slow another time day. I'm, I'm looking up the scores of the of, of the college baseball world series just to catch up in case you ask me well, Arnie, there is Major League Baseball going on right now, so I know that you refuse to talk about it. Yeah, because we, only have, league we only have 100 games left, right? We should get right into that. <laughs> it, it feels like we have 100 games left in the college baseball uh, tournament right now as we just inch to the Super Regionals. But here's, here's my question. Why, why would the NBA cheat for the Golden State Warriors? If, uh, this is Educate me. I'm coming at this as, as a dummy. Wouldn't you want this to be more competitive? Why would they want to put another championship in Golden State in this iconic team that so many people feel has ruined the NBA? Wouldn't it make more sense if you're going to give a team an edge that it would be a Cleveland and a LeBron James so he doesn't leave and continues that competitive balance? I don't understand why people think the officials would be wanting to give an edge to Golden State for some reason? Yeah, I, I don't. Well, I don't think the officials, uh, you know, are going out to cheat or or, or purposely okay. give the edge to Golden State. But I felt that they purposely and and they had no reason. This is why I'm surprised that the Cavaliers didn't protest Game One and and pick it up from there because they purposely went ahead to say that LeBron was so close that they had to review it and they had no business reviewing that and if they don't review that they can't overturn the the charge or the block call which I thought was atrocious anyway I think that's only happened once this year in the NBA so now you're going to do it in the NBA finals against LeBron James so no, I I don't think they're they're going out of the way, but I, I feel okay. like they they made up an excuse to check the monitor, and and that's that's against the spirit of the rule, Chris. All right. Well, I'm just I hear this a lot, and not just from you, but from uh, a lot of people on Twitter. Oh, they're cheating for the Warriors. The Warriors get every single call, and when I watch players like. Well, I'll just go down the laundry list of people we see a lot based on where I am geographically. I see a lot of Russell Westbrook. I see a lot of James Harden. I feel like those dudes get a lot of calls, and it's almost shocking when they're one, there's one that doesn't go against them. Watching LeBron James, he gets a lot of calls. So I don't understand this whole idea that maybe it would be more skewed. Now, if you want to tell me that there is a certain... I don't know, home court advantage because the officials get into it and they like hearing the crowd get riled up. I might buy that a little bit, but I'm glad you straightened me out on that. Already. I do need wait, wait, to be wait, educated wait, at times. Let me straighten you out a little bit more. You know, talking about getting the calls. Did LeBron go swimming today and get chlorine in his eye? Or is that the way he got hit from game number one? I mean, three days later, he's still got that redness. In, or two days later, he's still got the redness in his eye. That's crazy. Drama, man. Uh, it's makeup. It's all makeup on yeah, it. They've got to add is. to it to give you a little drama. Well, okay. coming up on the show tonight, we're going to uh, dive ahead first into this game. And obviously, I don't know if it's a game that's that's worthy of a two or three or even four-hour breakdown oh, because geez. 
The final 35 seconds, I thought Jonas brought up this point, it was dead on. The final 35 seconds of game one, we could have written a book about. You know, that's right. how incredibly you bring up the redness in the eye from the poke. You bring up uh, the, the controversy over the calls and kind of how everything played out down the stretch in that game. The overturn. Uh, J.R. Reed. J.R. Smith being confused about the way that uh, the, the possession was going to go and the, and the time left and the score. So you had that as act one. Act 2 tonight really didn't have that same drama, but we're going to do our best to go in-depth. We've got uh, post-game interviews to bring you, uh, conversations from LeBron James, who's looked miserable meeting with the media, as you might expect. Oh, there was Plus some Steve- good stuff. Oh, there was some good stuff yep. afterwards, no doubt. And, and, and Steve Kerr may be taking a, a, li- a little bit of a jab at LeBron James. A little bit? Just, just, just a little bit. I think is is one way to. Put it. I wouldn't so, be we'll, surprised if both of eyes of LeBron's are red after that punch uh, to the to the eye. Oh, we got to talk about Jason's text that came in. Uh, obviously, a very intelligent guy. I I have not. Uh, he goes, Says, "Wow, wow, stinking genius! Totally nailed it in the intro. Boom." With what? With what? That it's over? That it's over and then you Just contradicted everything yourself? I said, Chris, everything I had to say. You said it's over and then you say, yeah, well, I think the Cavs can take game three and maybe game four and then even it up at two apiece. So I, I don't know, Jason, how he stuck the landing because to me, it's like you changed your mind midway through. My hands are up are and my right back now. is curved. Um, all right, so I want to talk a little bit more in depth, though, about an interesting topic that I think comes out of not just this series, but maybe the last three previous series. And Arnie, it's it's a fun debate. I'm not talking LeBron versus Michael, but it's whether or not this is good for the NBA. Is a run like what Golden State has right now with the talent that it's put together, and I'm and I'm not pointing my finger at you, 95-7, the game, Bay Area fans. I know for you this is the greatest thing. It's in fact, I for some of your media members, probably even boredom sets in when watching this team. But Arnie, overall, as a platform from a league that everyone feels is on an uptick, that has a lot of momentum, and not just the way they progressively attack things off the court and kind of their political slants and their views on that, but just in the entertainment and the star power that they have right now. Is this a big step back for the direction of the NBA with dominance like this? Well, I mean, are, are you talking about for television ratings? Because let's be honest, Golden State's going to bring in more TV ratings than Houston or anybody else. If this was Houston-Boston, I, I, I can't assume that the ratings were going to be the same, Chris, would it? No matter who, who the two teams are in there or no? Well, then let me pose this. How do you view whether or not it's hurting the league? I mean, how do you view whether or not it's good for the league? Is it revenue? Is it jersey sales? Is it attendance? Is it TV ratings, Arnie? Is it a combination of all of them? When you say, hey, is this good for the NBA? Is this something that's good for the league? I mean, in which way well, do you, you think it's hurting? Maybe you left out, though, Chris. What's maybe that? What, I don't know. If you want the, everybody else to be interested and be all pumped up about this series, if you want the casual fan whose team's already been eliminated, like myself, I'm a New York Knicks fan, so you want us to be like, wow, this is going to be great. Four years in a row that we're going to be able to see Golden State and <laughs> Cleveland and get pumped up. Well, you, if you want me to be pumped up, uh, where are the Golden State fans? Uh, how come they're not sold out? $400 a ticket. I, I know that's a little pricey. Shouldn't that be sold out? Shouldn't they first be pumped up about a home game? Or No, they shouldn't be pumped up, Chris. So you look at it just from the in, from this perspective, from an attendance point. Hey, if you're not selling out your crowd, even though that's a pretty raucous environment, and whenever it Steph is, Curry gets going, that, that, that's, that's special. But you're saying if they can't even sell it out 
in San Francisco or Oakland, sorry, if you can't sell it out in the town, why why am I supposed well, to be excited about it? Well, no, no. Two, well, two reasons. One is it I, I would never rip a fan base if we're going to say it's money and expensive, and you know how the economy is. And I'd say, look, I I totally understand that uh, it's a lot of money. That's more for maybe like a Super Bowl, uh, four hundred dollars a ticket, even though it is pricey. I could still you make a case that you know I guess you should you should sell out. You, are people not going because of the price of the tickets? Or are they not going because it's just old hat? They can just watch it on TV and say, "I've seen this uh, show three years in a row now." <laughs> I was there when we won our first title. Yeah, uh, I've been a fan since Danny Tanner was sporting the gold Golden State <laughs> Warrior warm up. I get it. I love this team. I've got my title. I'm going to watch from home. Why aren't they going? Is it is it too expensive, or it's because they've seen the movie before? Maybe they've seen the movie before, though. If it's a good movie, I like to watch it again and again and again. And yeah, I'll you'll, say this you'll much. watch it on free on TV before you go back to the theater. And this is true. This yeah. is true. Or, or, or I'd wait till it uh, till it came out on an illegal streaming movie website or something. That's but right, Mister Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> but the point is, I think more than anything else, Arnie. Okay, so from the attendance or the fans in the seat perspective, that's one angle. TV ratings, that'll be another angle. But right. just in general. For the excitement level, for the overall buzz, for the growth of this association and this sport, is it overall good for the league to yes, have a is. dominant no, force like as, this? Of course okay. it is. As bad as I want, you know, you know, it's funny because people say, no, you got to get the iconic teams in there. If the Celtics made it, I mean, you talk about an iconic team, I don't think the ratings would be any better or probably be a, a little bit worse. If my New York Knicks made it, oh boy, that can, I can only That'd pray on that. You know, where's really the star power there? The Lakers, you know, I, I guess they would probably get somebody and there'd be a lot of interest there. But for, for the most part, this NBA is Golden State. People want to see the Golden State Warriors. That's what gets ratings right now in the NBA. Well, we'll have some uh, numbers and some analysis to back that up coming up here in just a bit. We'll wait on the Game 2 numbers. Not quite the drama here today. Not quite the uh, intrigue that we had near the end of the game. But I also think, Arnie, too, part of what made Game 1 so special was not just the craziness, but the unexpected nature of it. I think a lot of people thought that that Cleveland was walking into a trap after having uh, to bust it through a seven-game series. And in all honesty, you know, Golden State playing Houston two games without Chris Paul kind of maybe made it a little easier for them. I think a lot of people expected game one to be a blowout, and you didn't get that. You had a great game. And then tonight a little bit less than intriguing. But Oh, and and then the competition, Arnie, from your college baseball as well, too. I'm sure that's going to hurt ratings. (laughs) Of course, and then the Women's World Series, of course. Yeah, I'm sorry about your Oklahoma Sooners, Chris. I probably should have sent you a text right after they lost. Well, I'm surprised you didn't send it to me after it was 1-0, like you typically do to say, uh, it's over, is what I usually get from Arnie. Yeah. If if the Raiders are playing and the opposing team kicks a field goal and it's 3-zip <laughs> in the first quarter, I'll get a text that says, it's over. Uh, Guess so what? I get- I'm sending you the text for the Raiders, it's over, uh, like tomorrow. So I'll just go ahead and start there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got good tweets rolling in at Plank Show. That's me. He's at Stinkin' Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N Genius, and the number one. And, of course, everybody, everybody should be following along at Fox Sports Radio. And when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, we'll hit Twitter. And I think there's a, I, I think there's an interesting angle, and I'm giving you credit here, Arnie, that yes. you brought up. And it's whether or not Cleveland being here is a magnification of just how pathetic the East was or 
do we step back and give him credit? Yeah, interesting debate. Plus, what are NBA players talking about during the NBA Finals? I'll tell you what, it's not the game. That's next with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Bobo's back on the wheels of steel. Love it. E-Rob, Eric Roberts, our producer, Steve DeSager on updates. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up here in just a bit, uh, what were the rest of the NBA players talking about during Game 2 of the Finals? I'll give you a hint. It wasn't the game. No, it wasn't. Uh, No, it wasn't at all. Uh, Arnie, and just to put a little bow tie, even though I'm sure we're going to talk about it all night long, the numbers for Game 1, 12.3 overnight, which um, was around 18 million viewers. Wow. Which was huge. The uh, 2017 finals kicked off with a 12.4 overnight. So it was right on par. And they had actually asked, I found this in the the Washington Post, one of the execs from the rights holders, ESPN, uh, about fatigue and whether or not they're worried about the idea that, hey, you, you have seen this act before. I think you brought that up whenever you get into attendance, right? You... You see the pregame tweets, look at all these empty seats, look at all the tickets that are available. You wonder whether or not the NBA could do a better job of producing parity. Brooke Madness said, quote, I think there's a diminishing return after a while with the same series in in terms of casual fan interest. I would agree with that. But added, you're talking about the brightest stars in the league and the biggest brands, so it's certainly a high-class problem. Fair way to put it, I think. But... You know, again, well, Rocky Four is not as popular as Rocky One. I mean, come on now. And even though Sylvester Stallone was in all of them, it's still not as popular. Well, I think this also will have a, a quite a bit to do with the games, don't you think? I mean, even if we're tired of the same stars in the same place, if we get a game three and four like game one, and game two is more the anomaly, then yeah, I, I think it's got the potential to be something pretty special. But I don't know, Arnie. I, I don't know if we will. I mean, we're due to have one of those 30-point blowouts in this series at some point, too, aren't we? Well, I, that's what I thought today was. I consider that the 30-point blowout at the end. I hope we don't have much after that. I, I'm expecting Cleveland to come back and, and, and hopefully get back in the series and win the next two games. Otherwise, it's really going to be traumatic. And by the way, you know, I brought this up. We're all the big stars in the Eastern Conference. We're all the big teams that LeBron can only go ahead and make it to the finals. Now, how many eight years in a row and, yep. and take garbage teams like this? We're all the big stars out there, Chris. You scared me whenever you sent me that note for the show tonight. Because when you had asked, where's all the stars, I thought you were talking about tonight's game, and I was really wondering if we had a different feed of the game after watching Steph Curry do what he did. Well, I don't know, Arnie. I'm gauging by Twitter reactions so far. I actually said that two two years ago. Remember I said that the NBA was going to be in trouble with the lack of the big stars coming in, and that's exactly what's going on. Not a lot of young stars in the NBA. I mean, TV ratings are up. We, I mean, I, I, again, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to fight over this because you're wrong. No, I mean, you're going to give me. See, I'm waiting for you to give me Simmons and Embiid and Giannis, and I'm going. Yeah, well, there's the, there's the future. Somebody like Simmons and Giannis, guys that can't shoot from the outside. But they're, they're the next, that's the next wave of the future of the NBA. But good luck to you, my friend. 
Well, maybe the game adjusts. Maybe the game changes a little bit. <laughs> the game adjusts. I, mean, I like think, Yeah, because, Arnie, the Steph Curry was the superstar 10 years ago. This league has become a three-point shooting league. It's yeah. constantly evolving. Maybe it evolves back to a big man's league. When, when Michael Jordan was doing what he did, you had Hakeem Olajuwon. You had Patrick Ewing. The big man dominated. You had Shaq early in his career. You don't have that anymore because – Scoring big men are unicorns. They don't really exist in the league right now. And what are they doing? They're trying to shoot threes. So maybe you get to that point where the game evolves a little bit. I don't know. But I just I disagree with you so much that the future is bleak from a talent perspective for the NBA. Uh, but don't, please don't make me agree with these Boston fans. Please, Arnie, don't do it. I, I can't. I can't do this on Twitter right now and agree with these guys that are talking up the Boston Celtics who just got beat, but I I think they're going to hang a banner, uh, according to what we get on Twitter, from Boston Celtic fans. who are. I think they're going to, right next to all the championships, put took the Cavs to seven games and didn't have our two-star players. I think they're going to put a banner up in the guard, but we'll get to that coming up in just a bit. We're tired of the debate. I know you don't get into it. I don't want to get into it. Michael V. LeBron, boo. We're not doing it. But it is kind of interesting because as the game was going on tonight, what were NBA players that were watching the game talking about? They weren't talking about, hey, what about that play? Why didn't they move him, pick and roll, blah, 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 switch on defense. Arnie, they started debating what's next for LeBron James. Uh, It involved several current players on Twitter, which is, of course, where everything ends up happening anymore, right? Right. But – it's crazy to think how big of a topic this has already become in Game 2 of the NBA Finals. Jared Dudley was one of the guys spearheading the conversations. And it does stem, I guess to a certain degree, from what happens on the court. So maybe it's a little bit unfair of me to say, well, it has nothing to do with what's on the court. But it was actually Jamal Crawford who started this whole conversation because what else is Jay Crossover doing but watching the game? Exactly. And he, and he tweeted, as great as Braun is – Just no way he can sustain that every single play. The role players have to help even more to make this competitive. But he truly needs another superstar and more against this juggernaut. And what did that kick off? Oh, a conversation of where LeBron James is going next. So even when the finals are going on, Arnie, we're not debating, wow, what's going to happen? How do you match up? We're debating what's next for LeBron James. It wouldn't be like that if Cleveland had their own uh, type of super team. If Cleveland had two other players like a Kevin Durant and a Steph Curry or a Clay Thompson or a Draymond Green, something to just kind of even the scales a little bit instead of it so tipped over in one favor. Other than just LeBron, give me somebody, somebody that I I feel that could put up 30 points. Uh, Kevin Love back in his heyday or just give me somebody that could even the scales. And we don't have that, though, Chris. Boy, has Kevin Love? I mean, and I again, I love Kevin Love. No I think he's intended, still yes. no pun intended. But has anyone fallen from being when he was traded to Cleveland the perfect fit for LeBron James? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was the buzz. Every NBA mark would come out and say, "Oh, this guy." We thought Chris Bosh. I almost knocked my microphone over. We thought Chris Bosh was the perfect fit for LeBron James, but no, no, no. It's Kevin Love, and now here we are. Four years later, and what is Kevin Love? He's garbage, and, and everyone's thinking mm-hmm. he needs to go. Arnie, he's gone from hero to zero about as fast as any player I think we've seen in the NBA. Yeah, it's it's amazing because when they first picked him up, I said, <laughs> oh, boy, here comes the Everyone dynasty. Did. I'm <laughs> like, oh, this is going to be great. 
Uh, and by the way, why is it going to be great when he comes to Cleveland and there's going to be a dynasty, but when Golden State gets one, I'm like, ah, that's not going to be very good. That's horrible, you know? Well, I and I think that gets back to just maybe it's, it's a personal feel. I dig greatness. If my team can't win as long as it's not the Chiefs or the Broncos, I'm good with whoever wins it. Yeah, notice how you put the Chiefs or the Broncos in there, though, you know? Yeah, I mean, as long as it's anyone else but them, I dig watching greatness. I'm a big NFL guy. I love watching Aaron Rodgers. What happens Rogers. if Oklahoma State great. went on a, like a, a three-year winning streak? How much would you, how, how, how much would you like that greatness? Arnie, why, why, are you, why are you pumping <laughs> lies and building up things that are never going to happen? I mean, there's... There's certain things we could sit here and talk about that could happen, but I mean, come on, man. That's like talking about Arizona winning national championships wow. in football. So, with that in mind, I love watching greatness. Oh, hey, guess what? I'll say Oklahoma State had a pretty good team a couple years ago with Justin Blackman. Liked watching him play. So, there you go. I love greatness. But there seems to be, and maybe it's our social media age, Arnie, where you can't like anything, you got to hate everything, and you're kind of the band leader on this wow. one. Wow. I mean, you really are. It was you, really like you hate Steph Curry. Who hates Steph Curry? How can you hate Steph Curry? You hate Steph Curry. Ah, oh, he's chewing on his mouthpiece. Look, look how cocky he is. And by, over the, there, am to... I the only person that brings up the mouthpiece thing? Of course not. And he, the cockiness on him, I just, oh, man. I tell you. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I hear so many him... conversations about those young guys and how their lives were great, and then they started chewing on their mouthpiece, and everything went wrong in their life. Yeah, well, Arnie, just everyone's just, talking about just it. Just gets it under my skin and the shimmy and all that stuff. I, I'm like, where was the shimmy? You know, he made a couple shots after he, after he missed a whole bunch uh, early in the series or in game one. He wasn't doing any shimmy then. There was no shimmying going on then there, Chris. Yeah, where's the spike of the football when you don't score a touchdown? Oh, where's the geez. celebration when you don't do dunk you one? I mean, come him? on. I don't understand. Because I don't understand this disdain. I, I can I completely get if you want to be mad at Durant for going to Golden State, but guess what? He's elevated his game. Uh, I understand if you want to hate Draymond Green because he's basically – Dennis Rodman, 10, 15 years later with a jump shot in an offensive game to a certain degree. I guess I don't understand Steph Curry. I, I don't understand the hate for him. You're not the only one, but I don't get it, Arnie. I dig watching the guy play. I mean, he buried nine threes tonight. What's not fun about that? You guys go ahead and send and tell us why you hate Steph Curry at Plank Show <laughs> or at Stinking Genius 1. Maybe our listeners could put it better than I can. It's just the it's just the arrogance of everything. I, I it's just everything you know. Just uh, his father was an NBA player. It, it, it's just the, the whole package. I think is what it is, Chris. If you're going to get mad at an athlete's arrogance, oh, you're, you're, re- yeah, you're not going to yeah. get to watch a lot of sports. All right. <laughs> we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It wasn't just the NBA Finals tonight, but that took st- uh, center stage. Steve DeSager in the house to get us caught up on everything. What's going on, Steve? Good evening, gentlemen. Game two of the NBA Finals in the book in the Bay Area, and it's two games to none. Warriors over Cleveland. Tonight's final was 122-103. to Chris, you brought up Kevin Love. He, of course, never made the playoffs with Minnesota, although he was an all-star multiple times. There Now he gets to Cleveland four times in the playoffs these four years in a row. He is averaging 15 points, 10 rebounds a game in this postseason, and that's a lot of playoff games when you're with the Cavs for these last four years. We were talking on the previous show, can you think of a star who's had less support around him and still made the finals immediately this past week? I thought of Allen Iverson, then Jonas brought up that name on the show as well. Oscar Robertson. And when was that? 
I have no idea or if you made it to the final. I'm just, I'm just he made guessing. it with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, one of the greatest of all times. Thanks for playing, Ernie. <laughs> Holy cow. Wow, did he make it with Kareem? Yes! <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks set the record for winning the title the soonest. He played with the Cincinnati Royals, As I an thought, expansion though. team. Okay, so he didn't make it. Early seventies Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know fifty years ago to Sager. Shit, or way this, to make me look like an idiot. You're pairing it with this year that you don't know. <laughs> LeBron James averaging thirty five points a game in this postseason. Kevin Love at fourteen points a game, and then of course not much else help offensively. So I looked up Allen Iverson, the two thousand one when they made the finals against the Lakers. Yeah, he was at thirty three points per game for that postseason, and then. 14 points a game for Matumbo and for Aaron McKee. Nobody else in double digits that year. Aaron McKee. LeBron James in this game, a loss 122-103 at Golden State. James in the first half scored or assisted on all but three baskets the Cavs had. He was shooting about 50% from the floor by halftime. The rest of the team was 11 for 35. Eventually, James, 29 points, 9 rebounds, 13 assists. They got within 7 points early in the fourth quarter, but then that guy Curry hit back-to-back They threes. got within 5, I think. It was 7 points early in the fourth quarter, and then oh, that guy wow. Curry hit back-to-back 3-pointers. Wow! Steph Curry, 33 points from 3-point range, a finals record, 9 for 17 on to game number three at Cleveland on Wednesday. Game four is Friday. Stanley Cup final tomorrow night has a game four in D.C. NASCAR win for Martin Truex Jr. The Red Sox with an impressive win at Houston 9-3 tonight, beating Charlie Morton, who had been 7-0 and for the Astros. Yankees at Baltimore rained out. Boy, the Yankees have had a ton of rainouts so far. In fact, they've already played six fewer games than Boston. You can't even compare the records in the standings for best overall. St. Louis shut out Pittsburgh 5-0. Michael Walker had a no-hitter through eight innings, and the Dodgers scored three in the top My of the Dodgers. ninth. Dodgers! Please stop. On behalf of Los Angeles, that. stop. 10-7, L.A. wins at Colorado again. They have just destroyed the Rockies' bullpen all weekend long, and that's four straight losses for Colorado. And, yes, advancing to the NCAA softball finals, Washington eliminates Oklahoma. Florida State beat UCLA twice to advance, and there's your final best of three. Back to you. First team, Arnie, since the 2010 Arizona Wildcats to lose their first game and make it to the championship series. Are you talking women's softball? Your Florida State Seminoles. You're as fired. we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Well, you got to check out Geico.com. Go check it out 15 minutes ago because you'll get great savings. By the way, Dodgers, who Jason Smith told me on Twitter a while back, had no shot at winning the division and should uh, go ahead and focus on the wild card, are now just two and a half games out of first place. Yes. Two and a half games out. And, by the way, have among the best run differentials, not just in the West, uh, but in the National League at plus 37 somehow, three in a row. But looking like Cody Bellinger could end up back here in Oklahoma. He is struggling mightily. And, uh, by the way, segue back to what everyone wants to talk about tonight I still think and they didn't win the title but I still think that final Cavs team that LeBron took to the finals in uh, 2008-9 the 2009 season that roster with uh, Booby Gibson let's see who else was on there oh Sasha Pavlovich Joe Smith Wally Zerbiak uh, Ben Wallace and I love Ben Wallace but well past his prime Delonte West. I mean, Delonte West. Zildrunas Ilgauskas. He took that team somehow to the NBA Finals with Mike Brown as his head coach. So I think maybe that might be the most amazing performance from anyone, anywhere, getting a team to the NBA Finals. 
though AI is a close second. And who did you bring up, Arnie? Oscar Robertson? Yeah, but he, he said, had... well, first of all, was Kareem's name even there or was it Luau Cinder? I'm going to have to double check that. <laughs> I got to prove the Sager wrong one way or the other. <laughs> safe guy. All right. A couple I know of quick that tweets. is a safe guy, but I got to prove the Sager wrong. Uh, this is from Eddie. Eddie's got your back. He says, Arnie, the reason we hate Curry is because he's not really an elite athlete compared to LeBron. Take the three-point line away, and he's just a good player who could get uh, who could get beat up by larger athletes within two weeks. Oh, let me hit the like button on that. Um, here's one. Uh, Daryl writes, because he doesn't guard the point guard. He guards the fourth or fifth best player on the other team. That is Chris true, Paul- too. That's true also. Chris Paul guarded him, and he would go and stand by Gerald Green. Get out of here with Curry. He hides on defenses. Can't wait till the era of softness basketball is over. Someone pointed out their their, their preteen facial hair as a reason for hating him right now. I don't think their facial hair has anything to do with it. I'm not crazy about the facial hair also, but that's just another added reason. I will throw that in there. I got to admit, that's an interesting point from Daryl, and I'm a big I'm a, I'm a big Arnie guy. I'm a big Steph Curry guy, and I dig him. But, I mean, we, we're not in an era of defensive stoppers anymore. It just it doesn't happen. I, I watch the Thunder a lot. I think Russell Westbrook could be a great defender. He has no desire to play defense. I think James Harden has the potential to be a great defender. He has no desire to play defense. So maybe, you know, it's kind of funny, every – year has an air every year excuse me every I guess you could say era has an identity to it right you had the physicality era in the NBA the uh, baseball in Major League Baseball had the steroid era with the bombs and chicks dig the long ball WWE had the attitude era I wonder if we're going to look back Arnie and instead of just talking about the NBA and how Wow, LeBron was amazing, and this Golden State Warriors super team won titles in three or four years or four or five years, whatever it ends up being. Are we going to be looking at this as a somewhat soft era for the NBA when we're talking about it 15 years from now? I mean, wouldn't you think so? As I mentioned, I why, can, why can one guy take a team to the finals four years in a row? I'm talking about LeBron, uh, when he has absolutely garbage around him. And look, no, well, yeah, plenty of offense to everybody else. But I mean, that's just not a very good team. And if you took LeBron off that and put the second best score, let's say a Kevin Durant on that, they wouldn't even be 500. So, how can something like this happen? You know what I mean? Why Why can this happen? Because there's no other great players. You can't get two or three other guys on another team to take down this Cleveland team. It's amazing, Chris. It really is. And maybe it's coming. You know, and by the way, these two Boston tweets are just the best. This is from... Uh, the My Rick Corp, who writes, I'm sort of entertained by these NBA playoffs, but I'd prefer a – oh, actually, this isn't the, the Celtics hater. This is a good point. My bad, Rick. My Rick Corp writes, I'm sort of entertained by these NBA playoffs, but I'd prefer a hard salary cap. What do you guys think? That You know, we got to get Eric Pincus on at some point because I've never been more confused by a quote-unquote salary cap where it seems as if – if you just want a guy, it's you get him in there. You're like, I oh, will pay a luxury tax. It's no big deal. I've never been more perplexed by anything in my life. And and I, I don't necessarily really know do- if that works. Well, I thought all that really does is if, you, if you're going to have a hard tax and then you're going to make it easier to resign your own free agents so that they won't leave uh, and you make it more profitable for them, uh, then it's really going to take away the free agency. And I don't think I want to do that either. I, I think if that's the point he's trying to make, Chris, I'm not sure. 
Yeah, I, I don't know either. But I'll, I'll say this much. If you want to get to that hard cap, we're, we're, we're well down the line from that happening. Here's what Chris wrote. Hey, you nitwits. Next season, book it. The Celtics will replace the Warriors as the dominant team in the league. Is this where we are right now with Celtic fans? You get eliminated and you're suddenly hanging banners about next year? Come on, right? I mean, don't get me wrong, that's a, that's a fun nucleus of talent, but we thought we had a pretty sweet nucleus of talent with Durant, Westbrook, and Harden, and they never made it back to the NBA Finals. So easy a little bit there, Boston Celtics no, no, fans. Me, not only did, wait, wait. Not, you're telling them to pump the brakes on next year. They're already talking about a dynasty. And they haven't even won one yet. Of course they are. <laughs> they're talking about a dynasty. What do you mean one year? They're, oh. they, have, they have an abundance of talent. They don't even know who they want to keep. They're, they're trying to decide, do we really want Kyrie when we can win without him? I mean, that's the type of stuff that's going on up here. I like this. Speaking of that, enough about LaFraud, you fanboys. Wow. LaFraud, Nick. Uh, We all know that if Boston was fully healthy with Kyrie and Hayward back, they would crush everybody, including the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. They're the new dynasty. (sighs) He had me all the way up until the Golden State Warriors in the Finals. Did you you have to deal with this like on a daily basis, yes, right? I mean, yes. oh, I and then when I say do. something like you know the the Celtics may have to trade Gordon Hayward because really they don't want to pay what you're gonna to have to have a five year hundred and twenty million dollar contract hanging over your head when you got to worry about uh, you know Smart and Jalen Brown and Rozier and and then Tatum's gonna be up in what another three four years you got to give him the big money you got to give Kyrie the money uh, you can't keep him and people ju- tried to jump down my throat over saying that. Well, again, Arnie, I don't know if you realize this, but forever they'll be able to say, well, if we just had Hayward and Kyrie, and now they want to get rid of Hayward and Kyrie. Go figure. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, we'll finally take you to the locker rooms, to Sager with some final notes, and much more from Game 2 of the NBA Finals, 122-103. Golden State with the win. Reaction next with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. There's a better way to buy home insurance with Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer tool. Get a custom quote and a great rate all online. See for yourself how much you could save at Progressive.com. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Real quick before DeSager joins us for this final segment, a little postgame from LeBron. I mean, it sucks to lose. It sucks when you go out there and you give it everything that you have and you know you prep you know your mind is in it and your body is in it um, and you come out on a losing end but nothing would ever take the love of the game away from me I think the competition is something I live for something I wake up every day and train my body for and train my mind for did you uh notice that he seemed a little bit frustrated Arnie whenever they took him out with what was it two and a half three four minutes left in the game no, I, I saw the frustration. I, I want to say it was in the third quarter mm-hmm. when they were moving the ball around, or it was the second quarter, they didn't get him the ball on a shot, and he had his hands up to get the ball, and somebody else shot it. And you know how you kind of just throw your hands out like, what are you doing? Uh, mm-hmm. He did that once or twice. I noticed that. that and you could tell the frustration. I, I like mad uh, LeBron than uh, polite LeBron, to be honest with you. I wish he would have grabbed his man purse and just left. 
Well, with 29 points and nine rebounds to Sager, he was about all that the Cleveland Cavaliers had tonight, wasn't he? Yes, we mentioned earlier that he wasn't getting the help needed, and flat out they can't beat Golden State when they're clicking at 122 points. They may not be able to beat Golden State if the Warriors score 102. Uh, when you have JaVale McGee starting, and he's 6-for-6 six six shooting. Sean Livingston was 5-for-5 five five off the bench. He's Go- not, he hasn't missed a shot the whole series. <laughs> Golden State was shooting 60% from the floor most of the night. And, wow. in fact, they, they hit their first seven shots. They were out to a 15-6 to six lead in the opening minutes. It was a credit to Cleveland that they were only down seven early in the fourth quarter of this one. Final 122-103. You mentioned the big ratings of over 17 million viewers for Game 1 of these NBA Finals. The exact rating number was a 10.0 for basketball. Hockey last night got a 2.5 overnight rating. Of course, their last two finals games, excuse me, final games, they don't go plural in hockey for some reason. Uh, (laughs) Those have been on cable the last, the final of your sport is on cable the last two nights. You guys were talking about the luxury tax in the NBA. It is a soft cap in that you can exceed the salary cap. However, you get penalized for that. Definitely in recent years get penalized for it. It is not at all like, say, when the Lakers the previous decade were able to exceed the cap. <laughs> no, it's like and 50% the, penalty. Yeah, the only penalty before was, okay, every dollar you're over the cap, you pay $1 in a tax. Now, if you're $5, 10000000 million over the NBA salary cap or the luxury threshold, you're paying two for every dollar right. that you're over. So right now the threshold is if you get up to about $120 million in your team payroll and your salary, then you start paying into the luxury tax. Well, the two highest paying teams are Cleveland and Golden State. Those are the top two salaries. It's $137 million payroll each. So I found the figures that Dan Gilbert's been paying in luxury tax. When they won the title a couple years ago, the Cavs spent over $50 million just in tax penalties that year. And then last year, another $45 million in taxes. And this summer, it's going to be close to $45 million in tax penalties. That, that's, that's separate from the salaries yeah. that you are paying. So it is, as they Woo. say in the NBA, with the new labor deal, it is punitive. Yes, you can exceed the salary cap, but you really will pay for it, unlike the previous decade. Ouch. Ouch. Now, J.R. Smith, as you may know, got <laughs> got chance of MVP as he was at the foul line. In in the first quarter, and uh, some really really thought it creative that as they booed every Cavs starter during opening introductions, <laughs> they gave a huge huge cheer to J R Smith as he was announced as a Cavs starter in this one. And then he goes out and shoots two of nine from the floor, and I don't think he scored after the first quarter. So yeah, I think after his press conference, he said that uh, he felt his team ran out the ball well, ran out the clock well. It's good that it's one game apiece. <laughs> it just, it just goes. We talked about the blunders in sports history last night. For a guy to get the offensive rebound in a game like oh. that and proceed to dribble forty feet in the opposite direction, we're going to be looking back at this twenty years from now, say what exactly was going on there. But if you and I were to pick. One guy on the Cavs roster to do something goofball like that in a big moment. J.R. Smith. Absolutely, we would be picking J.R. Smith. <laughs> Steph Curry with 33 points tonight. Kevin Durant scored 26. And yes, Clay Thompson with the recent leg injury did play, and he had 20 points in this yeah, game. Bogus. He must have been hurt really bad. <laughs> no, I believe he was yeah, hurt oh bad. Yeah. Game three is Wednesday in Cleveland, game four is Friday. 
Game four of the Stanley Cup final tomorrow night in D.C. And at the French Open, the Williams sisters, who are a double team in this majors, they lost in doubles today. Singles, fourth round tomorrow. It's Serena Williams against Maria Sharapova. Look at this Sager getting the tennis in. Love it. Great stuff, Steve, as Mm -hmm. we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Did I tell you that I did a little uh, lip reading? When, and being legit here, I swear, I think I saw Andre Iguodala when the Rocket Series was over talking to Akeem Olajuwon and saying, yeah, I need surgery. That's just, I, again, I, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but Arnie, I don't think we're going to see him again. I don't know if it matters, but I'll tell you this much, at least for tonight, the Warriors didn't need him. All right, when we come back in hour number two, we'll head back to the locker room. We'll get all of your tweets read. Get you ready for a busy final hour with Arnie and Plank on Fox. Final hour post-game reaction from the Warriors winning Game 2 with Arnie and Plank. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate. The pressure's on, Chris. The pressure's on. You know that, don't you? Why do you think the pressure's on, Arnie? What's wrong? I'm reading the tweet now, can't close the deal, Neil, that said, uh, stinking genius plank show, Steve Kerr, after dominating the Cavs yet again, should be willing to talk to former classmate Arnie. Is this impossible feat to get him on your show? We would love to hear it. Well, Chris, you know I've, I guaranteed Steve Kerr will come on this show if they win the championship this year. You know that. So I'm not going to call him up. I'm just going to make right. pleas, pleads over the air for him to call into the show. Uh, next, uh, what, two Sundays from now, I guess, is when it, or maybe, no, yeah, the next Sunday. <laughs> it's the NBA playoffs. It'll be like next year by the time yeah. they find It'll be like <laughs> mid-July when they finally get done. I'm kidding. Uh, I, you know, I feel like that we might want to punt on that, Arnie. I just, wow! I don't, no! Why? I just, I, I don't have a good feeling about it. We went to, to high school you know. together? Understood. We understood. went to college together? Yes, yes, yes. We're, we're, we're almost like BFFs. Exactly. But for some reason, he is uh I've had him on my show before. Responding. Hey, here's a question for you. Yeah. Um, do you know when Game 7 in this series would be? Uh, August? <laughs> Close. June 17th. So they would, which would be a Sunday night. So that would be the following Sunday after next weekend. So game seven in this series. Well it's could not be going s- seven, so we'll 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 probably have to have him on then. then I'm well I was gonna yeah. say is if it goes seven and we're on the air for a post game show, then Arnie, I think there's a really good opportunity that you could end up getting Steve Kerr to to call into the show. I mean we're talking post game after a win tonight and they don't have to travel. I mean I mean hell unless they're going by horse and buggy, they don't they don't have to play until Wednesday so they could walk there and get to Cleveland in time. Maybe tonight would be show, a good chance. I've had him on the show after he made the game winning shot in the NBA championship. And and I and I've had him on the show before when I was working uh, in Chicago. I you know maybe I should have put in a call to him cuz I do have his, I I could get his number pretty easily but uh, where's the fun in that? You know what I mean, Chris? We've got to beg him on the air for him to come on. And and I know we're on that station, 95.7, uh, the game up in San Francisco. Maybe our buddy Damon Bruce will pass a message to my buddy Kurt, tell him that I'm looking for him. Flamethrower, 95.7, the game. Uh, I think Paul finally figured it all out, Arnie. Good point, Paul, on Twitter, who writes, Did you sneak around with Steve Kerr's girlfriend when you guys were younger? Maybe you forgot. 
I didn't Maybe talk to girls angry. in high school. Yeah, I didn't talk to girls. Huh. I, I don't know. I, I keep saying that I, I beat him in a one-on-one in high school. I don't know if I'm making that up now or if it's really true. I can't tell now anymore. Oh, no. Is yeah. it something you've told yourself for so long that yeah. you actually I, believe it? I, I really believe that I'm better than him in high school. I really believe that. I don't know if we played one-on-one anymore, but, I, but I've told that story so much, I'm just going to believe it from now on. <laughs> Wait, did you start for Lute Olsen in Arizona? No, I'm talking about a high school. Pacific no, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah. did you start for Lute Olsen at Arizona? The answer is no. Did you play with Michael Jordan in the NBA? The answer is no. No, but so I could gonna... have, though. If I was better than Kerr in high school, all I had to do was work at it a little bit more. And, and Kerr and I could have both won championships together with Michael Jordan. Well, my point is, I don't think you beat him. I think this is something you've created in your mind, Arnie, because to me, you would be on that path that Steve Kerr was on if you had got those dubs. Wow. Uh, I'm just saying, I've got your back on this. I'm trying to make sure that you're not Steve, going through dementia or anything. Steve, just, Steve texted and says, on. you've been saying the same thing about Steve Kerr coming on your show for the fourth <laughs> year in a row now. Remember that, Bobo. Yeah, and it's yeah. just to come out and talk with you. Vegas no. has you as you, you judge your dog 500 to 1. They're not tweets. They're texts. Text uh, five hundred yeah. to one uh, plank. Is that fair? I think that's too low to be honest. I think if oh, he wow. was playing basketball back then, the coach probably got tired of him saying "Wow" <laughs> every time he didn't get the ball. Like he, hey, hey, Steve, pass me the ball. Steve passed somebody. Wow, you didn't see me. Wow, good job, McFly. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> That's probably exactly what it was like. All right, all right. Let's let's get back to business here. We got a game to recap, y'all. We got post game audio. That's what you do on a sports talk show, and then you make up a list of the greatest players of all time, and then you argue over LeBron and Michael, and then you talk about where LeBron's going next. So let's at least check off part one of our four part necessities to do a sports talk radio show. Uh, Arnie, anything really stand out from tonight in the 122-103 win outside of well, the Steph defense, Curry getting hot? Well, the defense was atrocious. As you mentioned, I think Golden State hit their first 10 to 12 shots, and they and they all came within the lane. I'm like, well, this is going to be over real quick. You can't continue to allow them to do that and at home and expect to be in this game. I really was surprised that Cleveland was able to hang around with the way that the Golden State was getting easy looks after easy looks. The one thing, the difference is it's not so much the superstars are dominating over – LeBron, which they are. It's the fact that throwing Livingston, what, is 9 for 9 in both games? The guy's shooting 100%. Uh, um, what's, what's his face? The big man that started today, Jamel. Uh, what, what was Jamel he? McGee. Yeah, what was he, 5 for 5 or something like that? 6 for 6? I mean, when you're getting product, uh, you know, productivity from guys like that, you're done. It's sealed for you. You're not going to win any game. Yeah, JaVale McGee finished six for six with twelve yeah, points <laughs> and two boards. You know, you're gonna you're gonna get your thirty-three from Steph Curry, and of course, uh a little bit of history tonight, and this is what it sounded like on the Warriors radio network, I think. Cash mark, and the lead is twenty-one. Thirty-three for Curry, nine of seventeen. He has made the same number of threes that the entire Cavs team has made. Nine. Now, there's there's all you really need to know from an offensive perspective. Yeah, I, but like I think the you one hit that on he the threw head. Up. Did you see the one that he just threw up there when it oh. was? That's ridiculous. I mean, he takes so many bad shots. Also, that's just you. You take a shot like that in high school, you get benched for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, and yet it goes in, and he's setting NBA marks. But a pedestrian 26, and I say that with much love for Kevin Durant, who I thought Arnie was in 10 times better than he was in Game 1, not just from his efficiency, but making things happen. Nine rebounds, seven assists. And, you know, Clay Thompson, I don't know if he's 100% or not, but he looked good. Every, everyone 
of the Golden State Stars looked good even when their stat line didn't. Gray- Draymond Green only had five points, but Arnie, he's doing that stuff that he typically does to help this team. Eight rebounds, seven assists, and you mentioned the role players from, I mean, David West hit a corner three in uh, this game. That was a killer. They, they had come <laughs> down, I, I think, had taken an early shot, missed. Uh, Golden State gets the rebound, hits the three, and, and it jumped up to double digits after that. I mean, it just it was unbelievable, and you start getting some of the production from your other Joes, like Golden State has, and it's just uh, it, it's almost impossible to beat them. So, allow me to ask you the question before we hit the locker room in our next segment, Arnie. That was brought up by David on Twitter. Um, actually, David wants to know if Porzingis still lives with you. So I have no. He doesn't. Tweet. No, he doesn't live with me. I, mean, I used to have an exchange student <laughs> that looked like Porzingis, but no, that was just for one year. <laughs> that was my bad. I had my yeah. tweets in the improper order, Ian asks the question of the night. Do we really need four more games to know the Warriors are a better team? And most importantly, how many more Sundays until football? Well, Great we do, question. We do need the four more games because you never know when there's going to be an injury or anything like that. So, uh, which could, or, or maybe somebody's going to kick somebody in the junk like Draymond Green and get suspended. And then True. maybe that, that evens things up also. So, yes, you, you've got to play it out if that's what you're asking. And, yeah, how many more Sundays till football, Chris? Thursday, August 2nd is the Hall of Fame game in the exhibition season when the Bears battle the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, we're under 100 to the start of the college football season. When does the season have- start for you, the NFL season? Uh, uh, September 10th because no, the Raiders play on Monday my, Night Football. I start the NFL season with the first preseason game. That, that's, that's, I gave you that. I said yeah. that. August I know the that, 2nd. But, yeah, but you, you, not the first regular season game, too, also. though I, I get going even in the first practice. I'm ready to roll there. <laughs> well, OTAs are starting here in the next I couple know, of days. I know. That's too early. That's, forget about that. Well, I'll say this much. I, uh, I found myself for tonight's show whenever I saw how ugly it was getting in the third quarter of the game. You were looking uh, up have, NFL, weren't you? I've got a story here on Tom Brady that we can get to. Uh, Shane McClellan standing up for the New England Patriots. Is Mike Tomlin coaching for his job? Reggie Wayne. Oh, and I got a college football note, too, for my my Longhorn fans about whether or not they're going to renew the uh, Texas A&M-Texas rivalry. So... I'm loaded up on football. You were ready Arnie. to roll you, with a little football. You hit, you hit the switch, and we'll get right after it. But yeah, wow. we got we got we got a little bit of time. I do like your theory, though. Is as for for fringe basketball fans, you sit back and you watch these two games, and you say, "I don't need to watch any more of this to know who the best team is." I'm good. Well, it, we've seen in the NBA playoffs so far this year, teams forget which basket they're shooting at based on what arena they're in, and I'm not saying that as a joke about J.R. Smith. Arnie, that's what it appears whenever sometimes teams go on the road. Look at the Boston Celtics during their playoff run. An incredibly different team at home than they were on the road, and Again, Cleveland's been a pretty good road team throughout the playoffs, including their Game 7 win against the Boston Celtics. But, again, different world whenever they're at home as opposed to being on the road. And same for Golden State. They've looked very vulnerable at times on the road so far these playoffs. So I'm not sitting here telling you that we can magically sprinkle some dust on this series and, boom, you've got Celtics-Lakers. Oh, look out. It's it's the Bulls and, and in their in their great showdowns they used to have with the Blazers, whatever. But, I mean, it's just not – it's it's not necessarily over 
just because of what's happened in these first two you, games. And hell, Arnie, game one was a thriller. Game one, if the officials don't take away that right, foul, right. and and if J.R. Smith maybe goes back up with it, we're talking about a completely different conversation here. Chris, just for argument's sake, let's say they get blown out in games three and four, talking about Cleveland. Uh, will LeBron tip us off as to whether he's staying or going somewhere else, or that's still going to be later on in the summer, and there'll be no, you know, we're going to be reading into everything he does. You know that, don't you? Well, I mean, we already do. Yeah. I mean, they, they like some we, people we say, did you do. see the suit? He's wearing shorts. That means he's going to California. They only wear <laughs> suits like that in California. Well, he's obviously going to Philadelphia because he shares an agent with Ben Simmons, yes. and Ben Simmons is already, yeah, we're, we're re- reading into everything here. No, but no, there I, is, don't... I mean, the, the good one I heard is he's going to Houston because him and CP. Three are, are extremely, extremely close. You know that, don't you? Well, I mean, every time, every time there is some sort of tie to a star player and a team, his best friend for life plays there. Have you ever noticed that? Oh, my gosh, I hear Kevin Durant no, Chris and Bradley really Beal are his, great friends. No, Chris Paul, I mean, I, I, was, I think the Gorman said this. Uh, uh, were on oh, Monday it's got to be right then. No, well, they, they, they said, I think, like, uh, Chris Paul was there for the birth of both his sons, their they're both godfathers of their kids. The, uh, the wives are very good friends. I mean, uh, it, this is more than just banana boat friends, if, if that's what you're asking. I thought, I thought Chris Paul and Carmelo Anthony were best friends. Oh, I, thought, I mean, you can have more than one. We're best friends, but we have more than one best yeah, friend. But, but it's just funny. That was, that's all I heard last year whenever they were talking about Carmelo to Houston was, oh, they're best friends. They're, they're going to go there and play together. Remember the banana boat, best friends. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not doubting it by any stretch of the imagination. But it's just it's funny every time we're linking someone to a team, it's because his best friend plays there. And that usually – I mean, nobody was talking about Chris Bosh and LeBron James being best friends, or no one knew how tight Dwayne Wade and LeBron James were when they came together. So, I don't know, Arnie. I'm, I'm still skeptical that he's going anywhere. But I'll say this much. I think Cleveland, if he decides to stay, is one of those teams that's going to look dramatically different next year. There's my captain obvious moment. I, I, would, I would like to put – I was thinking about this when I heard that uh, – for him to go to the Lakers, I think it was five to one odds on that, or something like. That. I think it was the Vegas odds. I'm like, I give me some of that. I'll put money on that down, or maybe longer than that. No, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. We've got several July shows lined up for where's LeBron going to go. So don't be ruining it when we have games going on on the court, Arnie. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, let's do as promised. Let's take you inside the locker room, get you some post-game reaction from the players next with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. It's Arnie and Plank coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. At Stinkin' Genius One, that's S-T-I-N-K-I-N Genius, and the number one at Twitter. I'm at Plank Show, and everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. I spent the whole commercial break looking at NFL schedules now, Arnie. Oh, Thank geez. you. Stop it, would you please? Well, I've tried to pace myself. I, re- I, I really have tried to pace myself. But, you know, now i got to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of uh, – I'm kind of all in. Now that this series is over, I mean, right, it's 2-0, so it is done. I don't know if you guys can catch it. We still got our Dodgers to root for. We do have the Dodgers, but I can't fully get on board until they're in first place and Cody Ballinger gets going. I 
have never been more confused watching a Dodger game than I am trying to figure out who these guys are. And I love it because some of them, I, I'm in Oklahoma, I'm based in Oklahoma, so a lot of these guys have played in Oklahoma the last couple of years, Arnie, because we have the double A and the triple A teams here in our state. Double A's in Tulsa, Tulsa Drillers, triple A's in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City Dodgers. I kid you not, I almost feel like at times, minus... Um, Oh, gosh, maybe my, Yasiel Puig was even down at AAA for a while last yeah. year or two years ago. I almost feel like you have a AAA lineup out there consistently for the Dodgers, and they're still finding ways to win. That's so. one of my predictions is on the Dodgers so, uh, next oh, please don't, at the end please of the show. Don't, oh, by the way, since we're on baseball real quick, and, and we're getting to the locker Oh, room. come on now. Come on. The Seattle Mariners have sole possession yes. of first place in the I American knew League West. I knew, you knew that. that. Uh, it's the latest in a season that Seattle has been in first place since 2003. <laughs> My co-host locally is a Seattle Mariner fan. This is like uh, the time of his life right now. August 24th of 2003, the Mariners ended up finishing three games back of the A's who won the division. This is the latest that they've had sole possession of first place in the AL West since then. Wow. Wow. Crazy, right? All right, uh, speaking of numbers, LeBron James has 80 points through the first two games of the NBA Finals. That's the fourth most in NBA history. But um, obviously, this is a this is a guy, Arnie, that's had to overcome all the odds, one LeBron James. The odds have been against me since, I don't know, since I was five, six years old. You know, we're talking about basketball here. You know, I put our, our team in position uh, to try to win a championship, to compete for a championship. You know, it's my job to make sure that we're as, as focused, as laser focused as possible. I mean, why were the I odds love... against him when he was five years old? What did he do wrong then? I got to admit, and when Eric Roberts, our producer, and I heard this cut, I think we both had the same reaction because I thought, well, weren't you on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16? No, I think um, it's six. <laughs> <laughs> I what mean, did little Johnny beat him out at the age of seven and he really had to overcome that or what? I mean, he doesn't have a story like Michael Jordan getting cut from his high school basketball team or his junior high team, whatever it was. But, I mean, my ah, come on, LeBron. We don't, we don't have to – you don't need to tell us that for us to realize that you've got your work cut out for you. And please, <sighs> the odds haven't been stacked against LeBron James since he was five years old. Give me yeah, a break. It wasn't stacked when you were on Miami, that's for sure. Now, what about Stop LeBron's it. eye? We did get a bit of an update from wow. uh, LeBron himself. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to work around it until it's not bloody anymore. It's not going to keep me out of a game, so I'll be active. I'll be in uniform, and I'll continue to try to make plays and help our team be successful and try to you know, get one up on the board. The eye has looked a lot better. My daughter don't like the way I look right now. Yeah, she didn't like the FaceTime that we had earlier. She was a little weirded out about it, but I'll be fine. Uh, and then I guess, and, and maybe if you want to get good. this. It's, it good. No, it, it is kind of ugly. It does not look good at all, and, and I, I don't know if maybe I'm not paying attention like I should or if this was a big deal in Cleveland and, and maybe Kenny Roden, our buddies up there, were talking about it nonstop, but I hadn't heard about it being much of an issue. Had you, Arnie? Have, had I missed that going into tonight's game? Well, they complained. The, the, the issue on this was that when he got hit in the eye, there was no foul called, right? So Right. No, no, that, I understand that. To, that. Me that yeah, to me, that was the big issue. Nobody – Okay. I mean, yeah, it wasn't how bad he got hurt. It was that – can you believe that there was no foul called? There you go. That's exactly the same way I feel. And, of course, if you really want to try to attribute some post-game comments to what happened on the court tonight, well, LeBron James obviously was in awe of what he saw from Every Steph Curry. Every shot he takes that goes in, he has a business of making them. That's what, that's what he does. So shouldn't be surprised or, or deflated at it. You know, take the ball out, move it forward, and uh, try to execute another end.
Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't really know what you can do. Uh, Tristan Thompson took a little bit of offense. Oh whenever. yeah, there's some good one there. Yeah, I got this for you. I know this fired you up, Arnie. I think you'll be able to hear the question clearly. Tariq goes on a, on a roll like that. Is it, do you feel like a sense of helplessness out there when you can't defend him? No. No. He did a good job. I mean, when I'm switching on him, I'm guarding him. So I am never helpless with no guy in the NBA. That Next Thanks, question. Chris. Good edit job by our guys because there were two bombs that were dropped in there. S, yeah. no, was what he was asked whenever. Helpless? Does he feel helpless? Feel helpless? What kind of question is that, Chris? Well, I mean, he did look kind of helpless out no, there trying you, to see, guard. That, on the... That's why the athletes get mad at the media when you ask <laughs> questions like that. What, what do you want him to ask? They, they, yeah, let's do it the Arnie Spanier way because here's what Arnie would say. Why didn't you cover him better? What's your problem? Is that how they should approach them, you think? No, I would have just said, look, hey, look, Tristan, obviously Steph Curry was hot. Uh, do you just shrug that off to him being super hot and, and, and go about and get ready for game three? Or do you say we've got to come up with something different defensively? You know, give him something like that. That's, that's the perfect question. I've heard you so many times say how you're not a, you're gonna, you'd get into a guy's face and let him know how badly he was playing, and that's why you can't go to press conferences. Is, is this some sort of Kardashian thing with you? Why are you trying to defend Tristan Thompson here, Arnie? I'm not trying to defend him, but, I mean, that's just a ridiculous – do you feel hope, helpless out there guarding him? I mean, come on. First of all, Steph Curry hasn't been quite lightening it off. And two, I mean, what kind of questions that do you feel helpless? No, you don't feel. What is he going to say? Yeah, I really feel helpless. He's just tearing me up. I can't guard him. They better well, better take me out of the game and have somebody else guard him. I'll defend it from this front. Maybe yeah. the dude thought, uh, maybe the guy or gal thought that they had a better relationship with Tristan Thompson where they can kind of ask it joking-wise. Hey, you feel helpless out there whenever you're in that situation? The only, thing, the only thing that was missing after the question was Baba Booey or something like that. I mean, come on now. Okay, it wasn't that bad. It was, uh, it was that bad. I mean, did you see him whenever he was switched out? I think I would ask him, too. It's like, bro, you wearing skates out there when you're trying to cover these guys? You're seven foot tall and you're trying to cover someone out on the three-point line? I'd feel pretty helpless, too. Uh, Ty Lue talked about uh, how the Warriors role players stepped up. When you're trying to take away Clay, Steph, and Durant, you know, other guys are going to be open. So you got to make those guys beat you, but they can't get easy baskets and dunks and things like that. So, you know, we're helping off those guys, and guys are locking in, paying attention to Clay, Steph, and Durant. So they might get some shots, but we got to take away the easy ones. Uh, and then let me get two more Cavalier takes in here. Uh, Kevin Love was asked a similar question to what Tristan Thompson was, right. but. Uh, maybe a little bit smoother on the delivery of the question and the answer. Oh, it's tough. I mean, he, uh, you know, he's 11 for 26 from the floor, but 9 of 17 from a three-point line. So anytime he has it going from from the three-point line, you have to try to, you know, make him shoot twos, make him shoot contested twos, and do the best job you can from the three-point line as well. So it's it is tough, really tough to guard. And I think my favorite thing from the oh, game he didn't tonight. Ask him, he didn't ask him, how helpless do you feel that he's chewing you up uh, all over the place? Uh, gee, I'm surprised. Why Why is this such a big deal about I'm just saying, isn't asked, it funny how you get a real answer when you ask a good question? I don't know what the question was. It was cut off. Maybe know, he did ask I'm sure him if it was he felt better helpless. than that one, yeah. Um, here is J.R. Smith. One of the best things from the game tonight was the Warrior crowd, even though there were apparently seats still available, that booed every Cavalier starter and then robustly cheered J.R. Smith, even chanting MVP when he was at the free throw line while he shot free throws. I'm always a person who uh, who the fans like to talk to or heckle or whatever. So 
I like it. I'd rather them do that than not acknowledge me at all. So uh, I appreciate it. Well, I mean, I, I appreciate that he appreciates the fans, but you got to do a little yeah. bit better than two for nine and one from four beyond the three. What do you line, make right? of the uh, place not being sold out? Is that a big thing or no, not really because of the ticket prices? Um, I think it's always a big deal whenever you're in a championship situation and you don't have butts in seats. I mean, right? I, if you're in a position to win a title and you're not sold out, I don't care what the price is on tickets. I mean, it's it's an indictment on your fan base, to be honest with you. It shows – it's ridiculous what's being charged. I couldn't afford to go. Right. But I also – you can't help from that sports talky guy side of us to say – Really? You know, and you guys aren't sold out. I mean, look what's going on right now. Oh, I'm going to get off on a rant. I got to say, but I'm going to say, look what's going on in Washington and in Vegas right now with those two hockey teams. Everyone is losing their mind. DC, the city's painted red. In Vegas, oh, all these night Golden Knight fans who were sitting on Pappy's lap watching them when they were growing up are all into hockey and they know it all now out in Vegas. But Arnie, it's it's fun. It just it seems like it's uh, it's it's a early season game and I I just don't see that same oomph at times from the Golden State fan base especially with empty seats but maybe that's what happens well, when you got to remember four Chris I, and I'm not going to die first of all we know it's really expensive to live up there too I mean let's face it you're going to drop uh, what 400 and 400 for two tickets 800 parking food I mean that's over $1000 and these are not the true fans these are the rich fans we're not talking about the die hard you know same thing happened down there in Dallas when they built Jerry's World the regular fan was pretty much priced out. Maybe they can get like a party ticket, you know, one of those $20 standing tickets. But for the for the most part, the hard-earned guys, uh, you just can't go to them. It's too expensive now, you know? You guys have some great tweets on the LeBron five-year-old comment that we'll talk about <laughs> coming up uh, after Steve DeSager strolls in here to get us caught up on everything in the world of sports. What's going on, Steve? Hello again. We'll get to the NBA. You had mentioned that the Seattle Mariners are indeed a game ahead of defending champion Houston for first place in the AL West because Seattle played its game today and got a 2-1 win over Tampa Bay. Four straight wins for the Mariners, while tonight Houston lost at home to Boston and Rick Porcello 9-3. Are you aware that when the Buffalo Bills finally made the playoffs last year, that meant that out of the four major yep. sports in America, currently the longest playoff drought is the Seattle Mariners. Last in the postseason in baseball, 2001. That was the year they had 116 wins and still lost in the LCS <laughs> right. to the Yankees. By the way, round one begins tomorrow night. MLB draft gets underway. Rounds one and two tomorrow night. And then on Tuesday, rounds three through ten. And then on Wednesday, they'll go through round 40. And did you see the... Can't I, wait for round 40. Yeah, well, you never know what kind of Mike Piazza you'll pick up this year. <laughs> you know, Mike Piazza was like round 62. Round 60. That, and then 40 is where they cap it now. Did you see the Michael Kendrick story earlier this morning? He, he'd been cut yes. last month by the Philadelphia Eagles. NFL Network guy, Ian Rappaport, one of their information guys, reports this morning, Kendricks will sign one-year deal with Cleveland. Kendricks tells the reporter that's not accurate, responds on Twitter to Rappaport directly, I will never respect you. 
And now tonight there are multiple reports. Kendricks will sign a one-year contract with the Cleveland Browns. So somebody make up your mind, please. Wow. Well, it, I, I, I was into this because he had he had apparently narrowed it down to the Browns and the Raiders, and we desperately need, well, well good football players. So <laughs> <laughs> Whatever position. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care what position you play. But I wonder if it was a situation where he wanted to be able to tell someone first or yeah, wanted to be able to. Is, yeah. I, I have no idea, but it just seemed odd to react like that. Yes. And then you end up signing with the same team that everyone reported. I'm expecting pen to paper this coming week, and then he just should have shut up anyway. <laughs> Golden State is up two games to none in the NBA Finals after beating Cleveland 122-103. to Hot shooting at the start, seven straight makes from the field for the Warriors. They were up 15-6 to in the opening minute, but it was only a four-point lead after the first quarter. Then Golden State got up by 13 late third quarter, up by double digits a lot tonight. It was 90-80 to going to the fourth. 122-103 Warriors the final. Steph Curry, 33 points. A finals record, nine three-pointers made, nine out of 17. LeBron James in the loss, 29 points, nine rebounds, 13 assists. So we have game three in Cleveland on Wednesday night. Tomorrow night, Stanley Cup final continues with a game four in D.C. Martin Truex Jr., the NASCAR winner of the Pocono 400. Kyle Larson finished second. Tiger Woods fell to a tie for 23rd place at the Memorial Golf Tournament. Bryson DeChambeau won it in a playoff. Woods with a final round 72. He was six strokes behind. Phil Mickelson was five back. In the top ten at four back, Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, and Ricky Fowler. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car so visit true car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience and finally with baseball i mentioned boston won tonight yankees were rained out st louis shut out pittsburgh five nothing the winning pitcher michael walker had a no hitter through eight innings he's seven and one this year and the dodgers scored three runs top of the ninth to win at colorado again ten to seven kenley jansen got the save for the last month he's looked like his old self and they beat the closer of Colorado, Wade Davis, today. The Dodgers had trailed 6-1 after two innings and Ooh. still were able to send the Rockies to a fourth My straight loss. Stop that. Back to you. What does it mean? When, thank you, Steve. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Two things, and then I want to retract something. Yeah. First, you mentioned the baseball draft. This is huge for college football fans, and let me explain, Arnie. I didn't mention it. The Sager mentioned it. The say, well, I, I know you didn't mention it because you probably don't pay much attention to it, which is fine, and I don't either. But I knew Mike uh, Piazza oh, with the 60th round, but go ahead. That's like 25 years ago. Okay, okay. okay I mean, you got to okay. come up with a better story. Right. It's, it's like saying you always watch Shawshank Redemption. There's been movies <laughs> since. Come on. The potential Oklahoma starting quarterback, Arnie, yeah. Kyler Murray. Former Texas A&M product, some think could end up being a first-round draft pick if he gives the nod to Major League Baseball teams that he wants to play baseball. So that will be worth keeping an eye on over the next 24 to 48 hours or 72 hours. Uh, and then secondly, I, um, I want to I adjust something that I said. This is very rare. Uh, I'm, not back, I'm not walking it back. You're backtracking? A little bit here. Okay. I, wow, Michael Jackson. Go ahead. Um, I said that I didn't see that same oomph from Golden State based on having been there four straight years. I think that's unfair. 
I'm just saying that based on a couple of pictures that I saw. One was from Darren Ravel and the reports out there about tickets. Arnie, when I watch that game and whenever I see that energy, I'm not there. I'm not based in the Bay Area. Wish I was at times whenever the Raiders are playing home games. But I, I, I see a crowd that looks full and looks into it and looks jacked. So for me to say, well, because I saw a couple pictures on Twitter that there were empty seats, it's not the same oomph, that's unfair. Uh, that's me drawing a conclusion that when I watch the game, it still seems like that's a decisive home court advantage. So maybe a bit unfair, but still I think it says something whenever we're talking about tickets available. Have you, right? have you decided, is it price or they've seen this uh, movie before, that's why they weren't coming? I don't know. Um, that's a great question. I, I would have to guess it's seen this movie before, I would, but it I would doesn't say price. It doesn't seem to be affecting those whenever you're uh, whenever you're sitting in a situation that are where you can make a difference. My the fans that are there are doing their part. So yeah, walk that one back a little bit, y'all. But I think we still uh, got the point in. Now, uh, interesting reaction to the LeBron James comment about having had the odds stacked against him since he was five years old. Mike tweets at us, you have to realize, guys, with Grandpa James, he was five years old, the Civil War was going on, and it was hard to find a pickup game. Plus, shoes weren't exactly great for basketball, so I agree the odds were stacked against him. Well done, Mike. Uh, There is the anger side of this as well, too, from... Uh, Suckhan. I think I said that right. I'm sorry if I didn't. See, that's why I don't read this. Suckhan. Suckhan. Yeah, I heard LeBron's presser about him having the odds stacked against him at age five or six. Tell me, LeBron, how big were you at that age? Two feet tall? What a liar. Hashtag fake news. And then there's the very real side of it. From Daryl. Who writes, I know you guys are talking sports, but take it from a guy that grew up without his dad around. I'm sure the odds were stacked against him since he was five. It's about more than just the sports arena for LeBron, I'm sure, regarding this particular comment. So, again, you have the funny, the angry, and maybe the right side of this and what Daryl brought up because – I mean, uh, maybe, I think everyone's going to react crazy to this over the next 24 hours, the odds stacked against him, but we truly don't know, Arnie. We weren't there with him when he was growing up. Yes, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Yes, he was the chosen one, but we don't know what it was like for him and what he had to go through, right? No, but wait, wait, slow down. It had to have been a Uh a lot easier than some of the other guys that have to go ahead and weren't on the cover of Sports Illustrated, that weren't household names, that had to fight their way to get a college scholarship, that had to fight their way. to. I'm sure he had it a lot easier than Steve Kerr, who only had a scholarship to Cal State Fullerton when we got out of uh, uh, high school. And, and Arizona came around at the last minute because Lute Olsen just started there. So, you know, everybody has their own story when it comes to something like that, Chris. Uh, Eddie writes, LeBron had a major setback in elementary school when he wasn't allowed to sit in the front of the class because he was too tall. Traumatized him till high school. Uh, and then I like this from Will. Will tweets at us and says, the Warriors game one would have sold out. Ravel should have said that Golden State made standing room only available, which is why they were actual game tickets uh, which is why they were available. Actual game tickets were sold out. So there's a report from Will in the Bay Area. Though, again, we've seen different reports, varying reports out there, Arnie, that there were tickets available for ridiculous amounts of prices. There always are at the last minute before games. Oh, By the and, way, uh, and I was going to say Sunday night, I, I know, what, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific, not, that's not that it's late, but people have stuff going on on Sundays. You know, it's not like 
that's an easy day for them to just go ahead and catch up some basketball. I, I know it's reserved for football, but I think they get better if it's like a Thursday or a Friday night, you know? I, I have a question in the back of the room, Arnie, with my hand up. Um, Arnie, Chris Plank. Uh, then why the hell are you playing the game on Sunday night? I mean, it, we're taking five days off between games. Why is the NBA fascinated with putting its playoff games that are meaningful on a night that's reserved not for them, I mean, Friday nights and Saturday nights have been the NBA nights during the regular season, but suddenly we get to the NBA Finals and Sunday becomes your priority. Yeah. Why is well, that? Well, well, look, we're, we're, you were talking about the fans getting pumped up. I think you get more of an electric atmosphere, obviously, on a Friday or Saturday night, but they don't care about an electric atmosphere. They they care about television ratings, and I guess Friday nights are not good TV uh, nights. I guess not. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, we wrap it up with what everyone has been waiting for. Not not Ben Maller, but Arnie's picks. Oh, yeah. That's next with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Great news. Big Ben Maller coming up next. More great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Good to have Bobo back on the wheels of steel. Thanks to Eric Roberts. Great job producing the show. Steve DeSager on updates. And, Arnie, we got some tweets we want to get to here before we wrap it up. But I encourage everyone, uh, if you have some time, it'll probably show up all over your Twitter feed. It's starting to show up all over mine. They have released the uncut video from the final play of the Cavs-Warriors Game 1, which shows you how exciting Game 2 was, Arnie, whenever the big story tonight on social media is that we have the two and a half minutes of uncut audio and video from when uh, J.R. Smith dribbled out the clock. (laughs) And the moment, the moment when LeBron James finds out they had a timeout left, Oh, my gosh. They they sit a seat apart from each other. Nobody talks through almost the entire two-minute commercial break, and then they go out and play the overtime. It's wow. sensational. Yeah, I, I give it a watch. Give it a listen. It's well worth it. All right, before we wrap up with a couple of tweets, it's always good to get a few picks before we get out of here. So, ladies and gentlemen, the stinking genius himself, Arnie Spanier. Take it away, Arnie. All right, I got a bunch of good ones. We start with this, obviously, the NBA final. Not the finals, I guess. The final. Um, Believe it or not, Cleveland comes back and wins the next two. And this series is going to be tied at two games apiece as we head back to Golden State for game number five, Chris. How about that? Well, you've changed your mind then since the start of the show, which I appreciate. Um, But I could see it, and I hope it happens because I want to see competitive finals. I think it could be good. I'll give you a little hockey. I got the Capitals winning in six. So they're going to go and get their Stanley Cup. Ovechkin going to get his first Stanley Cup, so... I know that's going to make a lot of people happy. Also, two weeks from today, two weeks from today, the Dodgers will be back in first place in the division. So we'll uh, we'll have to prove me right in two weeks. Also, how about this prediction? You'll like this one. LeBron, LeBron, even though they don't win the series, wins the MVP. You know, I, uh, I think that would be real interesting, though. I think you're split right now, right? LeBron took the first round. Steph takes the second yes, round. Yes, Dude set an NBA record for most three-pointers in a playoff game, so it'd kind of be hard to pick against him. I don't know. Unless, well, Le- well, unless LeBron's going to continue this pace and Steph Curry has to share it with everybody else. So we'll see how that goes. And the last one, next Sunday, 
or probably the Sunday after that, we will have Steve, Steve Kerr. Kerr on the show once they win the uh, uh, championship. Even though I there, just picked against them, so that could, that yeah, could I, you know. You picked against him. You yeah. trash Steph Curry on Twitter. I don't think it's looking good for us. And Sonny. I beat him I in a one-on-one in high school, probably. <laughs> probably. Probably. I'm glad you added that disclaimer. Because yeah, I, I uh, didn't want to get called out and, you know, be a phony. Uh, well, you're not a phony, Arnie. Yeah, uh, okay. let's, let's get a couple of tweets in here before we get out. Of, by the way, are those your picks? Are those your, yes, is that yes, it? Those are my picks. So there you go. That's, that's them all right there. All right, uh, David writes, uh, Plank, you can go ahead and walk that take right on back forward. I've got relatives up north, and they said ticket prices are just too damn high. The ticket prices are too damn high. And the outcome is too predictable to even justify going to the game. They said that sentiment is widespread. That's a good point. I mean, you got to drop, what, about $1,100, $1,200 for, for two people to go to the game. Dustin. Retorts. I'd say the issue is the ticket prices, guys. I don't care how many times my team was in the finals. If I could go, I'd go because you never know when their time is up. Look at the Bulls. Went to six finals in eight years, and here it is 20 years later, and they still haven't made it back. Uh, and then I like this from Troy to wrap things up, who writes, Golden State actually has great fans and a great home court. The Yankees can't sell out any games, and they're the most exciting team in Major League Baseball yeah, yeah. since they moved to Yankee Stadium. That's a pretty good point. Well, that's point. expensive there. That's some serious dough to go to a Yankee game. Yeah, and so there you have it. Uh, oh, oh, and I like this from Ernie. I said one more. One more quick one from Ernie. What's more mind-boggling or insanely dumb, Arnie? The NHL Stanley Cup Finals on cable are the NBA Finals covering a two-week span? Yeah, but I'll tell you the what. Stanley Cup on cable, I think, is crazy. Yeah, and especially a, a network that I get it. It's fledgling. You want to put something on there to, to generate ish, uh, interest, but you're really kneecapping the entire league. If you're if you're not watching the Stanley Cup Finals, you're missing oh. out. I'm not going to sit here and sell you on hockey. Right, uh, right. We got Eddie Garcia coming up next to do that. But it's so much more exciting than what we've seen through a couple of NBA Finals games so far. All right. Arnie, have a great week, my man. It should be fun, right? You too. You too. It's going to be a great now, – now it's summertime in Vermont. I can actually go out again, so I'm excited. <laughs> you, you can actually just wear short sleeves and long pants. It's still a little bit chilly up there. Uh, but Golden State and Cleveland may have finally played game four by the time we get back here next week. For Bobo, Eric, Steve, and Arnie on Plank, stick around. Big Ben Maller is coming up next. We're back Later. next Sunday right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip hop beats, and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with with Zumo Play.